Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 84 of The Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Joining me once again in the studio, my co-host, our worship pastor, the man who saw a robbery at an Apple store and became an eyewitness, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Collins. <laughs> get it? Eyewitness? Like, <laughs> I, no, okay. I got it. I got it. Also joining us in the studio today, I our lead pastor, like Adam Bishop. Adam, how are you today, sir? Where would you rank that one? <laughs> I, I wasn't as big a fan. You didn't like that one as much? Okay. I mean, but you've set a really high bar. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the eyewitness, the iPhone. The they, they can't all be home yeah. runs. I'm they sorry. They can't yeah. all be home yeah. runs. I apologize. It's still good. Base, hey, base play. I mean, you've you only know. had to do it 84 times. <laughs> so one week we're going to come in here and he's going to be like, guys, I got nothing for you today. I don't think that's ever going to happen. We'll see. That's the most impressive part is that you continue to deliver week after week. Well, we're in the trenches for you guys uh, week after week making it happen <laughs> me and my team of writers we, uh, who is yeah. we yeah. Yeah, wow. how do I get a team of writers so wouldn't that be nice? can I get a team of writers to help me I don't know with sermons since <laughs> right. you have one with your puns oh yeah. man wow well gentlemen how was uh, how was everybody's weekend it was it was a Which, nice weekend yeah. save your emails neither one of us have team of writers no no gosh no <laughs> that, was, that was a joke no, I do that I was do. a joke have, yeah a team of writers. Um, yeah weekend it was beautiful so yeah. I spent a lot of time outside which is why my eyes are watering and I'm sniffling a lot. It's not that I'm emotional. <laughs> allergies. It's just the allergies are getting the best of me. My, my jokes <laughs> make him emotional. Yeah, that's yeah, what they it always is. get me every time. That's right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so great, good. great weekend. Uh, but it was kind of uh, boring compared to um, y'all's weekends. And so I'm, I want to hear about your weekend. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So uh, anyone who knows me pretty well, uh, or even slightly oh, knows me, yeah. okay. probably knows I'm, I'm a pretty you. I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I like Star Wars. And so on Friday, I had the opportunity to go up to Huntsville to go to basically their city's version of Comic-Con. For those who are not familiar with Comic-Con, it's this big convention. They have all kinds of uh, maybe famous actors and stuff from these different franchises of uh, <laughs> science fiction and all this other kind of stuff, as well as vendors that sell kinds of things okay. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, it was first time I've ever been to one. All right. And uh, so I went up there because... Did you dress up? I did not dress up. A lot of Man, people do. Come on, a dude. lot of people do. The first I was just one, and you didn't dress up. I was just wearing my my Star Wars T shirt, so you know, representing the the franchise okay. that I like. Right. I'm kind of glad that he didn't dress up. Yeah, so, that would have uh, been what? a little. <laughs> that would have been a bit much. Disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm proud of you, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Now there there were people there that were full on. I mean, it was it was impressive. Did you run into a Chewbacca? Uh, I did not see Is, a Chewbacca. Would that be but, an appropriate costume to wear to something yeah, like this? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We Chad, had one of those yeah. little masks when he opens it. Okay, go ahead. All right, tell us what. Tell us so about the. So I've never been to one before, right. and so I was like, "I'll go check it out." And you know, Christy was like, "Go, go have a good time." Yeah. You know, and uh, and so went up there. Went um, by himself. Yeah, went by myself. It was great. Well, couldn't check the girls out of school in good conscience and take them with me. So you know, it was. Uh, and Matt was, was busy. Right, yeah. and Matt was busy. So yeah. was I. Yeah, you were doing your hard work. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, went to Huntsville, which beautiful area up there. Uh, I thought about you, Adam, as I drove past the Space and Rocket Center heading into yeah, Huntsville. That's right. And, uh, how a little Adam's uh, an- prayers were answered getting Left to go to space camp. Space camp. That's baby. right. That's right, and uh, and then Can got you to make the, some girl throw up because I did yeah. <laughs> different podcast. We'll have to we'll yeah. have to put a link to that yeah. podcast somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, talk about that, Matthew. So Sorry. went there, and uh, there's a bunch of bunch of different actors and stuff like that there. Uh, as a matter of fact, not not my franchise, but William Shatner from Star Trek was there, Captain Kirk. Ah. Uh, he's like 92, 93 years old. So I saw him. Um, he went up into space not too long ago. I don't know if you remember that or not. He went up. Uh, 
on the Amazon I, rocket. So yeah, I thought. I mean, did he really? Did it really go into it, space? It technically went into space. He was floating okay. for a All few right. seconds at least. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so he I just was remember there. him from Rescue Nine One One. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. When Absolutely. I was a kid, yeah. we, boy, I'd give you nightmares. <laughs> so sorry. But that was probably his last gig, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's pretty active, man. He's, he was he still the does judge things. of the beauty pageants in that yes. movie that Sandra Bullock was in. What was that uh, movie called? Like Miss Congeniality. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. He's the judge in that. that <laughs> hey, that's a great movie, that, by the yeah. way. That was <laughs> a test, man. No, you failed. No, no, no shame there, man. I'm kidding. Isn't that the movie where the lady, they're asking her, describe the perfect date, and she gives like a date in April? Yeah, she's like yeah. April yeah. 20th yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe today. Who yeah, knows? it may yeah. be today. Yeah. It's a perfect date. So, yeah, not too I, hot, not too cold. I like watching those kind yeah. of movies. Can I admit that? All right, sorry. So anyway, so he was there. Bill Shatner. That's right. Chase that rabbit. And then... I got to meet some of the Star Wars folks that I wanted to meet that were, oh. they were voice actors in some of these shows that myself and my wife and the girls have watched. Okay. Uh, in particular, one who's both my wife and my girl's favorite character uh, is a lady named Ashley Eckstein. She plays a character named Ahsoka Tano. Anyway, I won't get into all that. But what uh, was interesting, Adam, know. you may know the name of her husband, a guy named David Eckstein, who was you know a... Yeah, baseball player. Baseball player, yeah. that's right. Ah, yeah. okay. He was a shortstop uh, for the Cardinals, I believe, yeah. when they won the World Series in 06. Yeah, he won 06. MVP uh, that year. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm standing in line I'm talking. learning a lot today. I'm standing in line talking to her, and uh, he's sitting next to her, and no one's speaking to him at this thing, at the sci-fi convention. You know, he's a baseball player. Mm -hmm. Not to stereotype, but it's true. And I look at him, and I say, hey, and I know you too, you know, David Eckstein, you know, 2006. MVP World Series. Look at Chad and uh, yeah. dropping the knowledge yeah. on him right there. And he perks up and he's like, "Dude, no one ever talks to me these days." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And so we start talking, and I, you know, and I am pretty sure, like in the Venn diagram of like people that go to these and baseball fans, I may be the only one yeah. in the middle. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, now you guys are as well, wow. you know, to an extent. Yeah. So I talked with them for a little bit, but had had a great, you know, time. You it was made neat. his day. I, you I did. hope so. That's it awesome. was uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> the, having a ring and winning the World Series. Yeah, that, that had nothing in comparison. I recognized him at a, at a, at a sci-fi convention. So anyway, so that was fun. Uh, so that was Friday. And then, uh, Adam, after you talked about it on Sunday, we, we had, we had to make the pilgrimage to Bucky's. Yes. So, yes. uh, Christy and the girls and I, and we actually loaded up my parents as well, because okay. they'd never been there. All we right. drove to Bucky's. Oh, wow. We have some items. Yeah. Items. Matt brought props for audio listeners. Matt, Matt has have... some Bucky's snacks here. Mm. So the day it opened, I went there. By the way. <laughs> You're a big Bucky's fan, he, huh? He beat us to it. Yeah. So what does he got here, Adam? He's got he's got some this mini is, uh, cookies. Okay. Mini cookies. Crunchy, sweet, and salty treats. Okay. Very uh, good. This is the what's left of my beef jerky. Okay. Um, yeah, but he got the ghost pepper. Ghost flavor. pepper beef jerky. Yeah, yeah I had to. I, I got oh the other good flavors, but this one, like you know, it's good. Just gonna mess you up. Yeah, well, I can't recommend that. <laughs> I'm trying to see if these are gluten free. It doesn't, <laughs> they're not gluten -free. It doesn't appear uh, they're gluten free. Probably not gluten free. Yeah, yep, there, not. There's the warning. It'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and then these uh, sour gummy bears. No, no, that's what he got yesterday. Oh, you so, got these? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we we had told them we were thinking about going to Bucky's, and D Matt's wife mentioned, yeah. "Hey, if you go, bring me back some uh, some sour gummy bears." So the girls made sure to make a beeline, uh, a beaver line. Did for you the, get some uh, wrapping paper? That was Wait, the what? most random item. The that they have Bucky's wrapping paper. Wrapping paper. Yeah, Can you imagine Christmas morning? <laughs> all the gifts are wrapped in Bucky's wrapping paper. I, I thought the it's <laughs> amazing. The bedazzled uh, cow like steer skulls were kind of interesting. Yeah. I thought that was that yeah. was neat. You know, but that's, no, we that's got what's missing from this. That's studio. right. We need I, one. Yeah, we can we <laughs> yeah. can make that happen for sure. That'd be awesome. We uh, can make that happen. But we did get some uh, some brisket, some brisket sandwiches yeah. for dinner, and yeah. uh, and had a good time. So it, it was so crowded. Was it crowded when you went? Bucky's is always crowded. Really, always. Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, maybe they could be our sponsor. We need to work this a out. We, sponsorship? we are sending them a lot of business. This Not, they don't I, need I it. Wonder, <laughs> so our listeners, I wonder how many people actually went, because you went there right after the, the yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday evening. I, I sold went, it pretty yeah. well. You yeah. did, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 So we, we followed in y'all's footsteps. Uh-huh. And again, my parents were, because going there, my mom and dad are like, it's a gas station? I'm like, it, have, it is no, no, no. so much more than a gas station. station. It's so the carnival of gas stations. Yeah, they, they have seen the light, and it was a good time. So yeah, that was our weekend, man. It was kind of, kind of, you know, kind of crazy. Traveled all around, but I had a great weekend. How about, how about you, Matthew? Well, <clears throat> you know, Thursday we had Tim Hawkins, so you know oh, that yeah, was really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good time. He's Hawkins. such a nice dude. He is. He really he is. is. His whole yeah. crew was super nice and so. hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, all of them could have been on the stage. <laughs> oh my goodness, it was awesome. Um, Friday, what did we do Friday? Uh, I don't remember what I did Friday, and then Sunday. You brought me these after I played disc golf with James Boyer. Okay. Which we've been hanging out a while. Where did you play disc golf? At his house. Oh, that's right. His house. Like, he's got a lot of them. But, you know, yeah, Chad, you brought these to me because D asked, right? Right, that's Uh, correct. So this has been one of D's, like, favorite go-to pregnancy treats. Come on. Pregnancy yeah. treats. What? Yeah. Let's are go. We, so are we breaking news on the podcast? We are breaking news oh, on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations, so, buddy. Wow. All right. Spell it out for okay. us. I know. Yes. So she's 15 weeks, but, you know, you All saved right. me a ton of trips. <laughs> <laughs> he brought me two bags. We're so. going to have a little Matt or a little D. <laughs> oh, a little D, yeah, little that's Matt. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's so yeah. great. So what's the... When's the due date? Or October. I know it's a suggestion. So yeah. October. Yeah, okay. October. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we're going to have time. all kind of fun with this. <laughs> oh so. my gosh. All right. We're going to put Matt's phone number up on the screen <laughs> yes. so you can text him. <laughs> yes. He, yes. he prefers text between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. No, we're not doing that, Jonathan. Don't do that. So. <laughs> Congratulations. already working on it. <laughs> yeah, right. This is very exciting. Yeah. So that's that, great. that was, it. you know, my Love weekend. It. Tell yes. folks. So. Congratulations, man. So tell me tell me about, you know, parents' reactions, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my mean. mom about flipped the table over when she found <laughs> out. She, we told her, we, we put like a little bandana around Banjo's neck. It said Big Brother. And she literally <laughs> Banjo's looked at... Banjo's your dog. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Banjo's my dog, if you don't know. And so, what they should know, because he went through the window. Not That's right. Long. That's true, yeah. Uh, so, you know... He comes down the stairs wearing it, and she goes, are you getting another dog? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, we're nah. not. We're getting a, a baby. So. That's so That's awesome. Fantastic. We're so happy for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Great. How, how's D feeling? Is she okay? She's good now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you now. got her the sour gummy bears, yeah. we're good. That's what did it, huh? Yeah. Well, came in so, clutch. Vaughn Forrest, if anybody goes to Bucky's over the next... Eight months, six months, seven months. Seven months. I don't know how many whatever months. Is, we're, yeah, yeah, whatever. Till October. We, we'll just I'm, say for a year. I'm yeah. issuing the challenge. You got to bring back. Okay, how get many? the bag again. Yeah, we're gonna we're right. gonna fill y'all's it's home. Sour gummy bears. It's the sour, sour gummy, gummy bears. bears. Yes. All right, we're These holding are, that up. These are for D. All right. Yeah, she already D. has to put up with Matt, and That's so right. let's make sure that we make these next several months uh, wonderful can for her. We, can All we right. set up a bin in the lobby we where might people even can do deposit that. sour <laughs> gummy bears back out there? Like Scrooge McDuck dive into the sour gummy bears. I'd like yeah, to see that. Absolutely. I think that would be we'll really be collecting good. them. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty big weekend. Yeah, that is that's a big fantastic, weekend. That's so awesome. Thanks, so happy for you, man. That's going to be great. Because like talking about everything else is going to kind of be a letdown for now, man. Right. We should wrap it up. Strike up the music. We done. Thank you for joining us today. That was awesome. I mean, the only way to follow that up is continuing talking about the greatest sermon ever preached. So, uh, that's uh, true. That's, uh, that's the only By way we Jesus. can do it. By Jesus. By Jesus. the Sermon on the Mount. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm making sure that I don't have any relatives listening. So, Absolutely. Uh, yes. The Sermon uh, on the if, Mount. If my sweet Meemaw were still with us right yeah. now, she would have said, and that's right. That, yeah. That's my pumpkin. That's, that's right. Like, no Meemaw. It's Jesus. So. Wait, did you say pumpkin? 
Oh, yeah. Meemaw call- called me okay, Pumpkin. Right. That was my nickname. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You were Pumpkin. All yeah, right. If y'all want to call me that too, I'm all right. Man. <laughs> I'm going to call you Pumpkin now. Han <laughs> just called me Hey You. So, I mean, you know, but there that's, was a lot of That's this, what so. Peepaw called me, but that's yeah, neither that's here right. nor there. That's right. <laughs> no, but we did continue uh, our series on the Sermon on the Mount this week. And we talked a little bit more. We got into it was week number two, right? Yeah. And uh, I talked about salt and light, and you had three sermons in one, as a you matter did of fact. Do it. Yeah, hold your applause. Yeah. I, I loved <laughs> right. it when you Everybody's got there like, oh, and you boy. said three sermons in one. And like, everybody went, wait, what? <laughs> it was like a balloon deflating. <laughs> really good energy. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> really? But then I clarified it wouldn't be like right. the time. And everybody's right. like, oh, we'll give it a shot. No, you did a good we'll, job. We'll stick around. We'll yeah, hear it we'll out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Uh, and we, we did start off talking about salt and light. So we'll kind of dig through each one of these three sermons kind of along the way. But I want to begin our conversation today and talk about, so it's always interesting to me, and you kind of mentioned this, that the people of the day, the analogies that Jesus would use, you know, still applicable to us, of course, but the the way the people of the day would have understood what Jesus was saying. So can we dig a little bit into this idea of salt and light? How would these folks in first century Palestine have understood what Jesus was talking about here. It encourages me that Jesus did this. Hmm. So, I mean, it's the whole reason I talked about Bucky's in the message. The reason I talked about Bucky's is because I'm like, I'm about the time I think I might be losing them, I better throw something out that everybody understands. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Bucky's. Bucky's. Let's talk about Hooray! beef jerky. Yeah. Everybody's like, Yay! I'm glad I'm in church today. Yeah. So, so, it comforts glad. me to know that even Jesus had to do this That's when he's right. communicating. Yeah. So, he's preaching the most famous sermon ever, and he's like, I need an illustration. I need an illustration. Illustration: Salt and light. So it's uh, salt and uh, light. And he's like, yeah. So you don't light something and put it under a lampstand, and they're all like, yeah, we have those at home, and right. they're kind of tracking with them. And sometimes we do. Yeah, it's like salt <laughs> is a preservative. And everybody's like, yeah, we understand that. And so Jesus was the master at this. I mean, if you read through the four gospels, mm-hmm. he's always using examples right. that everybody understands. And so if you ever have to talk to anybody and you want them to remember what you're saying. Try to find something they can identify right. with, whether it's your kids or your classmates or someone you work in the office with, or if you got to have a presentation. So yeah, salt was an everyday thing, and right. you know Jesus says once it's lost its saltiness, you throw it out and you trample it on the foot. And so they understood that, like yeah, there's a point where it's not good anymore, and and so he's just trying to help them understand uh, what his purpose. We said this in week one of casting a vision for what his followers would look like. Right. They're going to be so influential in this world, they're going to bring a preservative to the world the Mm. same way salt does, and they're going to illuminate darkness the same way light does. And so he could have kept teaching without using these two tangible examples, but because he did, everybody understands it. And now there's all this research that exists today that anytime you're communicating, if you use tangible examples, people will remember what you're talking about a lot more. So yeah, Jesus is the master teacher. He's taking something they're all familiar with, and then it, and then it, it, it stays. I mean, it yeah. it still works today. 2,000 right. years yeah, later, it'd be it like does. salt and light. Everybody's like, yeah, I know yeah, exactly what yeah. that means. Well, if it makes you feel any better, when I approached the uh, jerky wall of greatness at Bucky's last mm-hmm. night, I thought about that the light. message. Yeah, yeah the music light. playing, yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. As, as the giant beaver was illuminated an, uh, it, as we got off the interstate. It's an impressive display. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about the salt and light. You said that most people tend to be more salt or more light. Um is it important to know which one we gravitate to, and if so, why? 
Who was it that said "Know thyself"? Was that like a famous philosopher? Uh, we'll know. look that up. I don't know him. Yeah, yeah. somebody Google that. That's P Diddy. Yeah, I mean it's not in the Bible. <laughs> P Diddy. I could share some P Diddy stories. Know. You know, our, he used to have a record. We, I had an office on the same floor as one of his recording studios. Really? That's so, why I yeah, thought about it. I was like, yeah. something. There's, yeah. there's a connection there. Yeah. I thought he was gonna say in Montgomery. Anyway, no, yeah, no, no. Great. Rode up the elevator with him a few times. Okay. He talked and, about uh, salt and light. I said, "What up, P Diddy?" And he didn't <laughs> respond. So, um, <laughs> what were we talking yeah. about? What's the question? Uh, uh, knowing, knowing, uh, yeah. knowing yourself. Like why? Yeah, know why thyself. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a very helpful thing. Mm. I think that if you gain some insight into how God wired you, it's helpful because I think that allows you to cooperate mm. with your wiring, mm. which is helpful. I also think it helps you to identify the shadow side of your wiring, <laughs> which go. is helpful <laughs> yeah. because we all have a shadow side right. to our personality. So let's just have some fun with this for a second. We're talking okay. about salt and light. You asked a question, you know, is it yeah. good to kind of know these things? So there's all kind of assessments out there you can look yeah. into. So I like to think about the disc profile, mm-hmm. D-I-S-C, in terms of animals. And so the uh, D is a lion. Mm-hmm. You think about a lion and, you know... Um, kind of in charge and kind of like leading things and you know that's a lion king of the jungle king of the jungle you know yeah the eye is the otter yeah. like life of the party you toss a ball into a bunch of otters at the zoo and good. here they go you know <laughs> so otters are fun um energetic um they're usually late but once they get there they're going to make it a lot more fun wherever they show up <laughs> yeah. you know the s's are golden retrievers yeah. uh, sweet kind caring loyal, loyal. Yeah. the lions talking about all these great new initiatives and the golden retrievers like but how is that going to affect people because they yeah. think about people yeah. and then the c is the beaver meticulous process detailed they dream in excel files um, they they you know the <laughs> the, the lion me. says here's what we're going to do and the beaver says how are we going to afford that right. and so if if we think about that which one of those animals would be more likely to be salt which one of those would be more likely to be light well i would say the lion's probably a little salty yeah <laughs> you know you're gonna charge Definitely. against evil yeah. Yeah. you know Definitely. whereas the golden retriever probably light shining a light mm-hmm. encouraging mercy gracious so yeah i think we all lean more one way or the other either you're kind of wired to want to <clears throat> stand up for truth mm-hmm. stand up to evil uh stand up to injustice uh, get really mad and frustrated when things in the world are not going in the right yeah. direction. Right. Or you, you might be wired a little bit more light where you could look at the same circumstance and go, yeah, but if we understood the background of the people who are yeah. involved here, we might understand why they've reached the conclusion. Right. If they had somebody kind of point them to Jesus. And, and it's not a right or a wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's helpful to know who you are. But then the point of talking about all of this is that Jesus does make it a both and. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right, right. There's yeah, yeah. going to be some times in your life where what's called upon might be a little different than how you're wired. Yeah. So if you're a lion who's always speaking against evil, what if you're in a situation that really requires a little bit of light? Yeah, a little, little bit little of mercy, a little, yeah, little bit of grace. Yeah. Holy Spirit can empower you to be that. Right. And similarly, if you're a light mm-hmm. and you get into a situation where you kind of have to mm-hmm. preserve the decay of sin, you know, mm-hmm. try to, you know, okay, you got to rely on the Holy yeah. Spirit a little bit more. But if if Christians are salt and light, that's really the only hope this world has. Right. And 2,000 years of church history demonstrate that. Yeah. I mean, you can take universities, you can take hospitals, you can take cures for disease, and, and if you trace them back to their origin, nine times out of ten, they're Christ followers that you're going to find mm-hmm. who wow. are trying to do good in the world 
uh, because that's a gospel mandate to mm-hmm. be salt and light. And so we've mentioned it before. We're God's people on the earth right now. So if, mm-hmm. if we're not salt and light, who will be? Right. right. And so that's more you know, important now than really ever before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to get, you know, kind of practical with what you're talking about here. You know, you mentioned that there should be a distinct difference in our lives versus the way the world, you know, lives. You know, it's kind of back to this whole, you know, in the world, but not of it. So my question is, is what does that balance look like? Like, we're not called to go be monks, right? Like, so how do we, what does that balance practically look like in our lives to be in the world, but not of it? You guys know who Truett Cathy is? Yeah, yeah. founder, founder Chick Fil A. Yeah. So I got to spend some time with him when I was in high school. Did you really? Yeah, it was really cool. I hope you told him thank you for uh, so, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> he said, "My pleasure." So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, phenomenal leader. Like listening yeah. to him talk yeah. about leadership and a, a leadership thing I was a part of mm-hmm. when I was in high school uh, was fantastic. And and he wrote a book. I'm fairly certain. So we'll have to fact check this. Called "It's Easier to Succeed Than to Fail." Okay. And it, and it's just this huh. idea that if you do things the right way, if you show up on time, yeah. if you have a good attitude, if you contribute, you'll stand out because a lot yeah. of other people aren't <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yeah, that's so it's that's, easier that's to succeed easy. than fail. You know, compared to the competition, we yeah. don't have to really do a whole lot you know, to actually be <laughs> successful. And I'm kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what Chick-fil-A is. They looked yeah. around the fast food industry and said, hmm, mm. I bet we could take some ground here. And right. so, be nice you know, and get to order th- right. They have. So. I would say it's never been easier to be salt and light. Yeah. You don't really have to be that different than the world well, yeah, <laughs> because the world is, yeah. my goodness. So how do you break that down into very practical, everyday things? Well, most people are selfish, try to be selfless. Mm-hmm. You know, Most people are consumed with everything and how it affects them. Just be the person that thinks about others first instead of yourself. You know, everybody's entitled don't be entitled. Mm. You know, everybody's me first. Don't be me first. You know, everybody uh, uses really coarse and harsh and sometimes obscene language. Well, cut that out. Yeah. You know, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's not difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, have a little bit of a filter with what you watch and listen right. to. Because right. there's no filter that exists in the <laughs> right. world. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Have a little bit of a standard for whether or not you will choose to accept something um, before you just accept it at face value. So I think we have to build in these habits in our day-to-day life. You know, if you wake up every morning and you say, okay, I'm not going to be entitled. I'm not going to be selfish. I'm going to be other-focused. I'm going to be available. I want to be used by you, Lord. Regardless of whether you're staying at home with your toddlers mm-hmm. or, or you're going to a corporate job or your student going to school or you're working at a church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you take that approach, there's a good chance you're going to be salt and light that yeah. day. Yeah. And then obviously, as bigger things present themselves, you know, step into those. But so many times we look for the bigger things and we miss out on the opportunities that God is bringing our way every single day to be salt and light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and those are where the real differences are made. So, so don't get caught up in, in some big opportunity to be salt and light. Look for ways you can be salt and light today. Just mm. speak to people. Yeah. Yeah. Just speak to <laughs> be people. Kind. Be yeah. kind. Yeah. You know, when you're out and about, just just be that person who, yeah. who lights other people's days up. And 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 honestly, it's when we do that that sometimes we kind of get out of the funk that we may have found ourselves in. Yep. Yeah. So true. the the quickest way to kind of get out of that is start being available to be an encouragement in other people's lives. And so there's so much more to it. Yeah. But if we would all just start there, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that we could make a difference in our everyday lives. So yeah. just with <clears throat> a little bit of intentionality and looking at the way the world is going and reversing course on that, even just starting there 
we can practically start to do that. That's really cool. And it's yeah. easier to do that now than ever before. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Yeah, it's easier to succeed <laughs> it's, uh, than fail. Yeah. Because right everything now. is moving so far the opposite. Yeah. You'll right. stand out in a really good way. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're not self-centered and entitled, let's just start there. <laughs> right. You will stand out <laughs> right. because that yeah. is, that's our culture. And that's a lot of what people are being taught. They're supposed to be right. Yeah. So just don't be that. And let me throw this out. Don't be that online either. Mm. You know, don't don't yeah. be that through social media. Cause yeah. that's yep. all social media has become as well. So yeah, yeah it, it, a little intentionality. That's a really yeah. good way of saying that, like Chad. That. You're, you're going to stand out of salt and light. Good, good job, Chad. Thanks. Well done. Uh, let's, uh, let's unpack this, uh, this, this idea that, Jesus came to fulfill the law, not abolish it. What do we mean when we say Jesus fulfilled the law? So let's talk about Old Testament law for a second. Yeah. You know, God gives the Old Testament law, and, and God is is giving the framework for what living in right relationship with Him looks like. Okay. So if you live in perfect relationship with God, here's what that looks like. And, and then it's spelled out in mm-hmm. numerous laws. And everybody tries so hard to obey them. And so... You know, we do not make light of the law, but we now understand in light of the New Testament that the real purpose of the law was to point out our need for a Savior. Right. Okay. The, the purpose yep. of the law was to show us that we couldn't keep it. Right. Yeah. The purpose of the law was to define for us what sin actually mm-hmm. is, because in our sinful state, mm-hmm. we weren't we would not reach that conclusion on our own yeah. because we have a sin nature. And so the law is ultimately pointing us to Jesus. But because the law paints a picture of what it looks like to live in right relationship with God, some Somebody has to accomplish it. Somebody has to actually obey it. Somebody has to actually do it. And so if Jesus doesn't come along and do that, then his sacrifice is insufficient. Mm -hmm. So he he is born of a virgin, he's perfect, and he lives a sinless life, and he therefore fulfills the requirements of God's law, which is why he is the blameless sacrifice. It's Mm -hmm. why his sacrifice is sufficient. And so when we talk about fulfilling the law, it wasn't in just how Jesus lived. It was also then in how he died, Mm -hmm. offering up himself as that sacrifice. And so they work in tandem with one another. Mm. He has to live the perfect life and he has to be a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. One without the other doesn't accomplish our salvation. That's really interesting. So speaking of the law, we are once again going to fulfill a promise on the other six podcasts that you made during your message. Oh, boy. I don't even remember what I said. (laughs) Promises with I made a promise? You did. uh, Oh, boy. Where we talked about how the Pharisees had made all of these other rules and laws that never came down from God. And uh, you talked about how we were going to dive a little bit more into this. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I want to. <laughs> do you remember that? I do now. I, I want to. Well, I want to discuss right. like what was their motivation behind coming up with all these actual like who wants to add more rules to the list of things that you have to do like like because they had to live under this as well and I'm sure they weren't kidding. Is it, it like but, the people that have the plastic wrap over their computer? Yeah, thing? that's right. Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> yeah, they, there's people that do that. Oh yeah. And if you're one of them, we love you. That's yeah, right. we love you. Just just listen real closely. <laughs> but but my question is, what was the motivation behind the Pharisees making all of these extra rules? Like, why add more when you don't have to? All right. Good question. Did, so, all right. Let, let's back. Let's back the train up for sure. a second. So I'll save you the time. If you look in the Old Testament for the word Pharisee or Sadducee, you won't find it. Okay. Which is one of the greater mysteries of the Bible, that you could read the entire Old Testament and never see a Pharisee mentioned, and then immediately get to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Jesus are. is battling with the Pharisees. <laughs> right. Where'd you like, guys what come happened? From? <laughs> you know? Seems like we would have been given like, a heads up. Right. Yeah, like Alabama like, and weeds. They just come out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah so right. like these are major characters in Jesus' life. 
There's no mention of them in the Old Testament. Right, that's true. So it's a reminder that there's 400 years between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. Yeah. It's during that 400 years that the Pharisees and the Sadducees came about. Okay. Okay. So let's get to the end of the Old Testament and maybe create a context for why the Pharisees and the Sadducees came about. So at the end of the Old Testament, what's happened? What's happened is that the Hebrew people have resettled the promised land. They've been exiled. Mm -hmm. They're now back. They rebuild the temple. This is where we get all of the prophets at the end of the Old Testament. Everybody just kind of skips over. (laughs) Habakkuk and Nahum and and all these different things that are happening. It's like... So they are kind of the last voices, you know, Micah and all these guys. And so what ends up happening in the 400 years of silence where God doesn't have a prophet that he speaks directly through is that the the Hebrew people continue to move forward for 400 years. Right. They've rebuilt the temple. And, and, And there's almost like this thought that enters never again. Hmm. Never again will we allow this to happen. We will oh, not wow. turn our back on God. Okay. Because of the disobedience. We are yeah. not going to be exiled again. Yeah. We are not going to go through what we've yeah. been through. Our history as a people, as we keep disobeying God and we keep facing the repercussions, never again. Yeah. And so it's like a stake is driven in the ground. Interestingly enough, during that 400-year period is where the event occurs that our Jewish friends now celebrate as Hanukkah. Right. Again, you wonder, like, where does that come about? That's nowhere in the Old Testament. It's in this 400-year period. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees, like a lot of things, had the right intention and purpose at the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep God's law sacred, and we're going to make sure that as a people, we don't ever turn our back on God again and turn our back on God's law. Well, that starts off well, and then you add a little bit to it, and you add a little bit to it. And 400 years later, it looks nothing like what it originally started right. as. It's, it's very similar to the history of higher education in our country. Hmm. So despite some of the challenges that we may have with school systems, and, and as a whole, as a country, our school systems are really trying to navigate this new reality mm-hmm. because school systems yeah. came about during the, you know, a, a time where what most people were entering into the workforce, that's not really what jobs look like right. today. Right. And so a lot of good school systems are trying to figure that out. And in spite of that, globally, we still have the best universities in the world. Mm -hmm. People want to come to the universities, whether it's Stanford or Princeton or Harvard or Vanderbilt or Duke, you know, from all over the world. So if you study the inception and the development of universities in America, most of them started out as Christian institutions. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Columbia University yeah. on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, which I've been in their bookstore, oh, and yeah? you look around in the bookstore, and it has pictures of famous graduates, and it's like, wait, that's a I've read about that pastor in church history, or mm-hmm. there's Dwight D. Eisenhower, yeah. you know, one of the most conservative presidents we've ever had. Yeah. How did he graduate from Columbia, one of the most <laughs> liberal institutions in the world? That yeah, I won't get into some of the things I can share about <laughs> sure. Columbia University. One always uh, Princeton yeah. was a, a, a Christian school. Harvard was a Christian school. So what started out as this institution to educate not just ministers but people in light of God's word. Well, we can see how far away that those right. institutions have moved now. Where now, unfortunately, in academia, it's almost synonymous to hear higher education. Um, high-level academics and liberal thought. Right. They mm-hmm. somehow now have morphed into one and the same. Mm-hmm. So we understand that in our society today. Well, the same thing had happened over that 400-year period okay. is what started okay. off as a really good way to keep God's law. Now, 
1,500 man-made laws later, 400 years later, it's an institution. It's a paradigm. It's a way of life, and it's oppressive, and it's partnered with the Romans and their occupation. Yeah, Yeah, which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. So now, like, they're buddy-buddy with the the, the folks who have come in and taken over. They're Mm -hmm. no longer looking out for the Hebrew people. They're looking out for themselves. So it's corrupt from top to bottom. Right. And Mm -hmm. so Jesus is obviously going to do everything he can to expose that because this has nothing to do with God's economy. But for the people who are living there, they actually think this is what God's economy is like because this is the religious authority in their life. Yeah. Yeah. So these guys were making these extra rules, basically, so they... They could be the ruling class when it came to the Hebrew people. Right. And, yeah. you know, can you make the argument which one of them, their hearts are in the right place and which right. one of them not? Well, we get Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus right. mm-hmm. that show yep. us that at least a couple of these guys realized, hey, you know, behind the curtain, this isn't good. Yeah. You know, and so they, they become followers of Jesus. Yeah. But yeah. but as a whole, this is what the institution was. Yeah. And then you read about, uh, was it Gamaliel? Is that his name? And yeah. Paul. And Paul talks about how zealous he was. For the law, he almost seems like he did have those pure intentions. Right. So it's it is interesting to see how not everyone was do, was in that oppressive class, but that was kind of the system of the day. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I really liked how you said being mm-hmm. a Christ follower frees us up from the burden of obedience being the foundation of our relationship with God. Um, so can you paint like a picture of what it was like before Jesus came? Because when I read about this like did they have like hope for eternity did you know because we know that jesus was the only one that was able to keep that law so what did that look like yeah like the old testament folks like what 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 happens with them yeah it's a good question because you know you're you're reading through the old testament and there's god's law and you know what are they supposed to do and and then jesus showed up and it's like i'm the only one that can fulfill it so what what about all those people yeah it's 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 a really good question and you know, Paul does a good job of unpacking this in Romans, okay. and then the yeah. author of Hebrews does a good job of unpacking it in Hebrews, which, you know, I think the author of Hebrews is Luke, but um, that's neither really? here nor there. Yeah, I, I think it's Luke writing Paul's content, because uh, okay. he traveled with huh. Paul. So I think he listened to Paul preach these sermons, and he's writing it, because the, 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 gram- the grammatical style fits Luke and Acts. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit Paul, but the content fits Paul. Yeah. It doesn't fit yeah, Luke yeah. and Acts. And so it's yeah. a working right. theory. There's a lot of working theories. Ultimately, working theories with Adam. <laughs> we don't know, which is one more reason I trust in the authority of the Bible, because even when we don't know who wrote it, we'll tell you. We don't know who wrote it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to try to just I make it up, so right. we don't know. So let's start there, since I'm spending a little time on it. Uh-huh. In Hebrews chapter 11, there, there's this great like rhythm of Hebrews 11 mm-hmm. where it talks about Noah and it talks about yep. Abraham and it talks about Rahab and mm-hmm. it, this is not even to mention Gideon and all these other, yeah. and every single one of those verses start with the phrase by faith by faith by faith so all of the things that they were doing they were doing that by faith mm-hmm. and so there was not one way to experience an eternity with God in the Old Testament and another way to experience God in eternity in the New Testament or Jesus can't say I am the way the right. truth and the life there's only always been one way to have a relationship mm-hmm. with God and it has been by faith mm. so in the Old Testament yep. they were doing these things by faith when you get to Romans it's really interesting that when Paul starts unpacking this idea of righteousness that that he doesn't use anything from Jesus's ministry he goes all the way back to Abraham 
Mm-hmm. And he says that that it was by faith that Abraham left his home, and yeah. God granted righteousness unto him because Abraham had followed God by faith. So yeah. the New Testament writers are doing their best to look back into the Old Testament and say, regardless of the behaviors that you're observing, mm-hmm. the, the the faith that led them to that has never changed. Mm-hmm. There was a faith in God. Yeah. Now you, we can unpack this and great detail with, you know, was it faith to believe that God would be faithful to send a Savior in the mm-hmm. same way that we are now faithful to believe God did send the Savior yeah. and we're accepting him by faith? And so, but but the foundation has always been faith, which is gotcha. the point of the, uh, and, and the message was the foundation is not obedience. It mm-hmm. wasn't obedience to the law in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and it's not your obedience to God's purposes and God's law in the New Testament as mm-hmm. well. The the foundation has always been faith. Yeah. And, and that's a very yeah. freeing thing, because yeah. if the foundation of your relationship with God is obedience, you're going to stay up at night. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, over the years, I've had lots of interesting conversations with people whose belief system weighs more heavily on their performance and mm. their obedience. Yeah. And um, I don't want to call out any particular belief systems because I don't want to make it seem like that I'm attacking them. Right. But the common thread through all of those conversations has been the burden yeah. and the weight and mm-hmm. the anxiety mm-hmm. of somehow believing that at any moment, if you were to die and you're not, quote unquote, in right standing yeah. with God, that could affect where you spend all of right. eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a scary way to live life, right. yes. which is why a lot of people in the world hate religion mm. because they think that's what we believe. Yeah. And that is an oppressive belief system. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, you know, it's a good point of conversation if you ever get into a place with an atheist or or someone who is very skeptical of faith and agnostic and go, oh, that's the last thing I believe. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's oppressive. That yeah. That's used to manipulate and control people. Yeah. What I believe has actually nothing to do with my performance. Mm-hmm. You'll probably get their attention <laughs> right. because the, huh. the, the, the yeah. picture they have of religion right. and, and what our foundation of a relationship with God mm-hmm. is are two totally different things. Right. Right. All right. So, so faith is the foundation of our relationship with God. Like our righteousness only comes through what Jesus did. Yet we're called to be holy. We're called to be set apart. We're called to, to not sin. And so my question is, you know, is there a list somewhere of the things we can and can't do? How do we know what is sin and what is not? Is that an internal thing? Like, how, how does God do that in our lives? So let me, let me back up and clarify one little thing that you said at the beginning of that question sure. before we differentiate between the two. So it's the foundation is the saving faith mm-hmm. that right. established our relationship sure. with God. I don't want to create the perception <clears throat> that the foundation is how faithful you are continuing to be in your de- like. Right. Am I demonstrating faith today? Oh, if I'm right. not, <laughs> no. It's the saving faith right. that established so, that relationship. Salvation, salvation. Right. Yeah, by grace by through grace. faith that right. has established the foundation of your relationship mm-hmm. with God. That's okay, right. Just That's make right. sure I want to clear by that up. grace, Chad. Yeah. So you know what are we supposed to do now? You know yeah. how are we supposed yeah. to live in holiness? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there should be a noticeable difference about your life. You know, think about the beatitudes we talked about, and uh-huh. think about the fruit of the spirit that's in mm-hmm. you know Galatians five, and you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control. There should be a noticeable difference about your life. Um, what what I'll tell you that I know, and if you're honest and you're listening, you know this as well. That unless you pursue those things. They're not going to happen in your natural state. Yeah. Even after you've been redeemed mm-hmm. and saved, you'll still circle back around to you quite frequently because we all do that. <laughs> right. We all put ourselves at the center of, of our own story. So there's got to be an active pursuit of these things mm. at a heart level. Right. And that was the, I was trying to, you know, don't get so caught up in the external. That's what the Pharisees were doing. Mm-hmm. Does it, does it look like I'm pursuing God? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't matter. 
are you truly pursuing God mm-hmm. at a heart level? And, and be honest about that. I think I've told this story before, but it's worth sharing because I think it fits into the question you're asking. If it doesn't, yeah, I'll share it anyway. So <laughs> I'm 18 years old and just graduated from high school. And um, like any other high school kid, you know, I you know did dumb stuff in high school like everybody does. But truthfully, um, my desire as a high school student was to be a light. Um, I wanted to be a light. I wanted to be a light on the football team and the basketball team and senior class president and all these different things I was involved in because I genuinely wanted to see my friends meet Jesus. And so Mm -hmm. that was my desire as a high school student. But I remember after I graduated high school, um, I was driving around one day and I was about to go to this camp. I'd gone to it every year. It was like a leadership discipleship camp. And I'm driving around and this Rich Mullen song comes on, you know, Christian radio and, uh, it's not even my favorite Rich Mullins song because I love Rich Mullins, mm-hmm. um, but it's called One Thing. And the idea is he's telling Jesus, you know, you're my one thing. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking to myself, that's not true right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not true. Like, I just graduated high school. I'm getting ready to go to college. I've got all these things I'm thinking about and juggling about. And somewhere in there, Jesus is. Mm-hmm. He's he's on the list. Right. I'm, I, I, I'm not abandoned my faith. I'm still right. trying to be salt right. and light. But he's not my one thing. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember praying, Jesus, help me try to figure out how to make you my one thing again. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we load up and go to this camp a few days later. And the guy who's running the camp uh, with the programming, he comes up to me like five minutes before. It, and he's like, dude, I need you to bail me out on this. He's like, I was supposed to find a student to share a testimony yeah. tonight. And I forgot. He's like, I need you to do it because I know you like to talk. And so I'm like <laughs> 18 years old. I'm like, all right. So I get up there I'm in front of a thousand teenagers and I'm supposed <clears throat> to share a testimony. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, well, just tell them the truth. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and I told them what I just told all of you. I was yeah. in my car the other day. It was a terrible testimony. And this Rich Mullins song <clears throat> came on and I realized Jesus needs to be my one thing. And so my prayer this week is yeah. that Jesus is my one thing. And that was the week God called me to ministry. Mm-hmm. So um, what I now realize all these years later is I bet God had been trying to call me to ministry for a few months. Mm-hmm. I just didn't hear him because mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. wasn't my one thing. So there wasn't necessarily, and here's, here's what is so hard for us to understand. There was not a change in my performance. Mm-hmm. It's not like I stopped acting like an 18-year-old kid yeah. who still is going to say dumb stuff and right. sin every day <laughs> right, right, right. and not have righteous thoughts and yeah. all the other things. What changed was the motivation of my heart, mm-hmm. and it was real. Yeah. And after that changed... The communication line between me and God changed as well. And and, and God is after your heart. Mm. When he has your heart, you're going to grow in holiness. Right. But if he doesn't have your heart, everything you're trying to do is external. It's exhausting. It's not accomplishing anything. It's wearing you out and everybody else around you. But we all know at these different places in our life, whether or not our heart is pursuing God or yeah. whether it isn't, and it's going to get off track. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, you know, the, the goal there is to not go through a prolonged season like that. Yeah. You know, that's the value of a daily quiet time. Right. That's mm-hmm. the value of weekly corporate worship. Right. That's the value of all of these things is it realigns our heart. And so, you know, there is no list. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's a relationship. <clears throat> right. But we all and you're the only person that can really make that call. You can yeah. fool a whole lot of other people. But right. between you but and the you Lord know. is your heart yeah. chasing after the things of God. Yeah. Yeah. And if it isn't, that's okay. We've all been there. Yep. 
but you need to do something about that. Yeah. You need to get Can't along with the Lord. Yeah, get get in, get some good worship songs. Yeah. You know, get get His Word, um, and and kind of get your heart back in alignment. Yeah. And and my testimony as a Christ follower for all these years has been when my heart's pursuing God, it's an acting, thriving relationship. But when it's not, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And that is growing in holiness, that heart level pursuit, because that's going to then show itself out in your actions yeah. and behaviors. So so the question is not what can't I do? What am I not allowed to do? The question is. Is my heart pursuing the Lord? Because if your heart's pursuing the Lord, there's... And boy, people get really upset when I'm about to say. <laughs> there's going to be sometimes it's okay for you to do something, and other times it's not. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Go. That's going to mess with some people and get you all mad. But like, I'm just telling Mind you, blown. that that's what the New Testament teaches with yeah. our sensitivity to not being stumbling blocks to yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. That means that there's a contextual element to that. Right, There's yeah. a situational element to that right. that you yeah. have to be guided by the Holy Spirit and everybody wants a list of rules. When the New Testament is like, well, it depends on who you're with. <laughs> <laughs> so do you understand? Like, that's right. why this matters yeah, and, so and much. And even in this, are like, no, yes, I need a list. Yes. Even in this, it's the opposite of the Pharisees. It's yeah, the opposite yeah. of what they were teaching. Like, it, we need a list. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. It depends. Well, yeah. you don't want that answer. That's, <laughs> take it up with the New Testament. That's it, what it says. It, and it's the Holy Spirit living in us, <laughs> yes. right? That, that lets us know. That's, what's the little ID? I, I idea bubble thing system. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it's like. It's like, yeah, over here we got this, and over here we yeah, got that's this. Right. If you're sensitive to that, you'll yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll that's know. good. That's good. Well, you know, not list, but what are some of the best ways for us to actively pursue righteousness um, in our lives? Like you mentioned in our um, in your last point. It doesn't have to be a list, we know. Yeah, I would I would start with talking about brushing your teeth. So let's talk about that. <laughs> All right. Probably not the answer you're looking for. Yeah. But um, I got like something in my <laughs> you know, I, I, the Dang, go- man. One of the goal of parenting is that your kids eventually build in this habit of brushing their teeth. Yeah. It takes a while. <laughs> it's a work in progress. But you know, you just lower the bar the longer you're a parent. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, it started off with these grand aspirations, and now it's like, are they clothed? You got My child's going to change the world. Just tie your shoes. Are they Just bathed? Right. Did you they smell, brush their brush teeth? Your teeth? We are winning. Yeah, All right, right. so Shirts Morgan, on the right way Morgan today. Morgan and I say quite frequently to one another, hashtag winning. That's <laughs> right. You know, we're just so— where I'm Living going with all my this, best life. Is it If it actually becomes a habit, okay. Like, yeah. I think we've accomplished something. Yeah. I'm going to write this down real quick because i, I got to take notes. I try to challenge you to view the answer to your question the same way. Is it okay. a habit? All right. Is it a habit? What are the things you do every single day, and how can you work in that active pursuit? Mm-hmm. Do you spend time in your car? Do you spend time alone? Do you spend time with others? Do you spend time in boring meetings? Do you spend time in class as a student? You, what is it that you do every single day, and can you meet God in the monotony of your every day? Can you meet God in the rhythm? You know, we're taught in Scripture to pray without ceasing. Mm. It actually means to have a continual attitude of prayer, that in every situation I can talk to God about what's going on. So, you know, if you have time in the car by yourself, don't let that pass. Mm -hmm. You know, listen to a sermon or listen to a podcast that talks about (laughs) Jesus or listen to some worship. Yeah. Um, If you've got to travel for a prolonged period of time, you know, Find something that that can be life giving. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't make it any more difficult than you would if you were trying to teach your kids how to build in this rhythm of brushing their teeth. Mm-hmm. That that the pursuit of God is is actually found, and the results of that pursuit is found in our habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
we are a byproduct yeah. of our daily rhythms and our byproduct yeah. of our daily habits. So just find some ways to work that into your daily rhythm, whatever yeah. that rhythm looks like. And then over time, you're going to see some good things happen. Again, I, um, you, you've been singing that song, Holy Forever. Mm-hmm. It's such a great song. Holy can friend. we just do that every week? Yeah, we can. And, um, we can. You know, Where's it's y'all heard such it? a great song because, and and I think it's such a great song. Let me let me give you my. Um, I actually um, heard Chris Hodges talking about this um, in person a couple of months ago, and he mentioned that he had a conversation with Chris Tomlin mm-hmm. about it on his podcast. Yeah. So shout out to Chris Hodges' podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. like he needs our <laughs> listeners, but like he's got plenty. <laughs> but in this conversation with Chris Hodges, he brought this up. I mean, with with Chris, Chris Tomlin, Tomlin, he brought this up. Um, and I was like, that's really interesting. And it's worth thinking about that. A lot of worship songs these days actually are talking more about us than they are about they, God. Yes. Yeah. And, and Chris Tomlin said, yes, that's, that's amazing grace. Mm-hmm. Like there are songs where we declare the transformation that's happened in our lives because of what Jesus has done. Mm-hmm. But then there's also songs of reverence and songs of upholding the name yeah. of God. And, and, and Chris Hodges said, we've really been trying at Highlands to focus on singing more of those songs. Yep. And so I thought it was a really good discussion. Yeah. I think it's why I like the song Holy Forever yeah. so much, because we're just telling God what's already true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like singing songs like that, where we repeat the same thing over and over and over, you've missed out on the heart of Scripture, <laughs> yeah. which says that there are angels that encircle the throne that say, holy, holy, yes. holy. God you... loves repetition. <laughs> repetition. Yeah. He's been about repetition for all time, and yeah. he will be about repetition for all time that declares his holiness. Yeah, yeah. So I found the song and I'm like, that's a great song, you know? Yeah. So I, I get the rest of his his album and I'm listening to it. Do we still call them albums? I don't know. Yeah, so I'm yeah, listening to yeah. it and he gets to the song and I about ran my my truck off the road <laughs> because I couldn't believe what I was hearing and, and I'm really excited about it. So What's he sang this song, this um, Oh Lord, You're Beautiful. And the reason why I almost ran my truck off the road is because I hadn't heard that song in years. And that sh- that song, I used to walk around my house singing it as mm-hmm. a kid. It's a Keith Green song. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, my parents gave me all these Keith Green tapes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I remember listening to him going, this kind of sounds weird because it was just piano and yep. this guy singing and kind of this high voice. But I, th- I, I started listening to songs. And those songs, and Keith Green and Rich Mullins mm-hmm. helped shape my spiritual formation just as much as any Bible study I ever sat in. Yeah. Mm. And so I love Keith Green. I love Keith Green's songs. And obviously, you know, he went to be with the Lord far too mm-hmm. soon from our earthly perspective. But if Christian artists start redoing Keith Green songs, mm-hmm. sign me up. <laughs> because they need to be introduced to an entirely yeah. new generation. And he nailed it. I mean, Chris Tomlin, the way that that, I mean, and it's so good. So I actually, um, over the weekend, I, we were riding around and I played it for my boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need y'all to listen to me now because when you hear this song, you're not going to think, what a cool song that I want to mm-hmm. sing. But God used this song in my life a yeah. lot when I was your age. And I, and I stopped it at certain points to talk about that phrase and how that really shaped a lot about how. And, and so where I'm going with all this is, that's like an everyday thing listening to a song. Yeah. And I've been talking right. for 10 minutes. Right. But, yeah. but that's the point. Like yeah. these everyday little things, yep. it's like planting seeds. They'll grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like throwing a rock into a pond. There's some ripples. Yeah. And so as you do this over and over and over, you see where I'm going yeah, with all this? That's yeah. so good. So yeah, yeah don't, don't miss out on these opportunities. Be intentional about yeah. them. Yeah. I once heard uh, worship songs referred to as take-home theology. Take like home it's, theology. Uh, it helps explain a lot of what Scripture says, 
And for some of us, well, it helps you remember it. Too. Yeah, it helps you remember it, and it's doing it in such a way it's musical. Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff. So because really, you sing really your ABCs, don't you? That's right. Both ABC. Martin Luther and Diedrich Bonhoeffer leaned very heavily on the singing of songs, really, and their yeah. spiritual formation with the students that they taught. Interesting. And so it is part of our heritage and history yeah. as Christ followers. Yeah. Right. That's really good. Well, gentlemen, I, I have really enjoyed this discussion. It was a fantastic message. Mm-hmm. Three sermons in one, and we got through it again. So, <laughs> there you so go. great job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we are going to continue this series this Sunday. Uh, Hopefully, not, we'll get through another one. That's yeah. right. We're going to we're going to shoot try for four. four. Or five. Yes. Yes. No, 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 no. Uh, but no, this Sunday, nine thirty or eleven o'clock, folks, are welcome to join us uh, here at Vaughn Forest Church. Please do, and also you can join us online if for some reason you're traveling and can't be there. Uh, we'll be on VaughnForest.com as per normal. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in to the Other Six Podcast on behalf of Adam Bishop, Matt Collins, Sound Guy Jonathan, and Baby Collins, and myself. <laughs> hey. Yes. We will catch you guys next time. <laughs>